Good afternoon. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Kim Ariano and Walk the Talk with Kim. I almost forgot what I was going to say. That hasn't happened very often. We um, have an exciting show today. One of our guests is back from her trip over in Europe. We have Denise Paulette with us today. We're going to be talking more with her about taking Zelda to the Fringe Festival. And she's back and we're going to hear all about it. Um, hello, Eric. How are you? Hey, good afternoon, Kim. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks. I think the the heat or something has kind of fogged my brain this time of year or something. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm having trouble forming words. So it should be interesting <laughs> to see how it goes today. And we've got Lindsay with us. We haven't seen Lindsay in a while. How are you doing, Lindsay? I'm good. Lindsay is fast and furiously training for Team Challenge. Lindsay, tell us a little bit about Team Challenge and what's going on. Well, Team Challenge, for those who don't know, is an endurance training program for those who are interested in raising funds for the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America. I'm one of those interested people. So I've been going out every Saturday with my team, which is between 30 and 40 people I think we have signed up right now. And we go out and we up our mileage every week and we run together and we cheer each other on and we help each other with fundraising. So I just ran four miles on Saturday, which was awesome. And I'm up to $855 in donations. Woohoo! So, how, how much do you need to I go? need 3600 So And, and so 3600 minus 800 is 20 I'm 25% of the way there. Okay, 25% of the way there. And so uh, when do you need the money by? I need the money by end of October. So if you want to help Lindsay reach her goal by the end of October and go to Las Vegas to run in the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation Team Challenge, how do they get there? The best way would be to uh, go to my fundraising page on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash Lindsay's Challenge, and that's L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-S Challenge, and I'll post that on the Walk the Talk with Kim show as well. Perfect, and that's where it is. So we're really excited for you. I went with Lindsay to the kickoff event where they um, fed us a little bit of food, and then they rah rah and got everybody really excited about it, and for... A few moments there, I was almost sucked into it because those people are so fun and they're so welcoming and they're so inviting. And when you're talking about a disease like Crohn's and colitis, it's easy to giggle. And uh, they sure make it a lot of fun. And I think they were just an incredible organization. And um, I almost jumped in, but I thought, you know what? I, I have to learn to say, no, I can't do everything. So I'm living vicariously through you. Oh, good. Because I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Good, good, good. And you can also go to Facebook and like your Facebook page and then follow you because you're mm-hmm. ta- you're kind of using it as a little bit of a diary, aren't you? A little bit. I do status updates. So like today I'm going to try and run five miles. So if I accomplish that, that's definitely going up there. Um, I just found out I'm anemic from my Crohn's. So I put that up there. It's a way so that people can keep track of what I'm doing and my fundraising and all that wonderful jazz. Excellent. Well, congratulations. We're excited for you, and we Thank know you. we're going to get there. Oh, yes. It's going to be a lot of fun. And so what else? Uh, Pearson Law Firm. We have to thank our sponsors of the of the Walk the Talk with Kim show, Pearson Law Firm, where you can expect expert representation and a kind, compassionate attitude. That's the Pearson promise. Wanted to also let folks know on the September 28th, is the golf tournament for the Snoqualmie Valley Hospital Foundation, uh, Snoqualmie Valley um, Senior Center and the Mount Si Senior Center. All of these uh, organizations are banding together. So if you're a golfer, we need golfers. I want to also put it out there. If you have a business or a small business and you've got 
what we used to call tchotchkes, whatever it is, those little trash and trinkets, I guess, um, that we can put in golf bags. We're taking those. There's no charge for that. If you've got pens or I've even had somebody take candy bars and rewrap them and put their logo on that, any of that stuff. We have about 144 players that are coming out of all walks of life and nonprofit, government, um, also hospital and healthcare. Uh, so if you want to get your name out there to those organizations, it's a free uh, opportunity for you. If you've got that stuff around, you can call me at 425-888-9790. Uh, 425-888-9790 again, or uh, give me uh, go info at Workforce Evolution and let me know what you got and uh, we'll get I'll get that picked up and we'll put them in the bags. Uh, again, that's info at Workforce Evolution. And then uh, I wanted to let Eric jump in for just a moment. So there's a, um, what is a survey? Our listener survey is Our going on now. Survey, That's yes. right, on the website, 1150kknw.com. You just link on the, that or dial that up on your computer, and uh, we have that survey going on now, and it, it takes about five minutes. It's a great way to give feedback to the station about your listening habits, about what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, and you know, just uh, participate and make it not just a one-way conversation, but a two-way conversation between us and you. And so uh, on top of that, on top of getting your voice heard, you also get entered for a drawing for two. Well, you enter the drawing for two for a trip for two to uh, Victoria, B.C. on the Clipper. And that includes hotel accommodation in Victoria, beautiful Victoria. So pretty cool. And I'm not eligible, right, for that? Yes, I'm sorry. And I, neither am I. But oh. all our, our friends should get out there and... Uh, Fill out that survey because, uh, you know, hey, if they want to take us along, we can't control that. I was going to say, you know? <laughs> if anybody out there, Walk the Talk listener out there, wants to go and wants to take me along, you're more than what I would be, we'd be more we'd than be happy to go. wonderful company, wouldn't we? I think so. <laughs> Hopefully no creepy people, but and maybe I, I'm the creepy person. Right. You never know. I think you can actually pick up the station there, too. So if you we can? got Victoria, B.C. listeners, uh, uh, you know, uh, I'm sorry that... Uh, you know, you'll win the prize, but I, I don't know what, what good it would be to you. But well, okay. Maybe well, then you can have some friends from the Seattle area come that's visit. Right. That, that's, that's right. That's what you do with it. And even if you can't pick up the station on AM, you can always listen to the station streaming. That's right. At 1150kknw.com. That's Same right. Same place that you go to fill out that listener survey. There you go. So As long as you're online and filling out stuff, you know, this would be a great opportunity for people to also express their love for Walk the Talk with Kim in the best of Western Washington poll that's going on over at uh, King Five's website as well. That's so. absolutely right. Thank you for that smooth transition. Well, I saw you were nominated <laughs> this week and I thought that's so fantastic yeah. to have one of our hosts here at the station represented uh, on that, uh, because, you know, the best of Western Washington, that's very prestigious. I'm very excited about that. And it was uh, one of those that just kind of popped up on Facebook where I saw a fan had nominated me. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty exciting. And it was funny because I watched it. And so I started out, I think, in 41st place or the show did anyway, not me, the show. Um, and then uh, within 24 hours, it bumped up to 19 at one point. So I was really kind of excited that there's people out there. And um, I'm competing against, you know, other radio stations that have been around a very long time. A lot of the 
male persuasion type of, of shows that you have on, like during the drive time and things like that. And here right. I've got this little old radio show that's or on once a week. It's once a week, yeah, one hour show. And, yeah. and you know, you've got drive time personalities <laughs> that have their shows on for several hours yeah, each several day. Hours so day for years you know, they're yeah. on the show and here I am. But you know what it is? It's because the show is about inspiration. It's about um, nonprofit and community organizations. And it's really not about me. It's about our guests that are on the show telling their stories. And I think that in a world of all things that we can hear are wrong, um, it's nice to finally listen to a show where you can hear about things that are right. And I think that resonates with people, and it's pretty darn exciting. So um, to be nominated is an honor oh, for Klempt. Um, but I would really love to get that show up higher on the list because I'd really like to show people and let them know that um, negative doesn't always have to sell. Positive can sell, too. And if one show can do it, we can all do it. So mm-hmm. get out there, get inspired, and uh, and definitely vote on Western Washington. So it was awesome. Show some love, as the show kids say. Show some love. Mm-hmm. And while you're online, what is that now? Voting, uh, doing the survey, 1150kknw.com. There right. you go. Yep. And then you go to Best of Western Washington, uh, king5.com. Yep. Best of Western Washington to vote. And then you're going to go to the Crohn's and Colitis uh, Team Challenge. And donate some money from Lindsay. And then you can head on over to walkthetalkwithkim.com uh, or Workforce Evolution. And you can look at information on a program that we've got coming up next week, which is another cohort program that's starting. And I've talked a lot about that on the air, so we won't go too much in detail. Uh, but these are my groups that I train at in Issaquah. And uh, we talk about things behavioral, motivational. And this is a really kind of a... Um, a growth or a transformational type of program where you can come in and really learn about psychology, why people do what they do, and why, most importantly, we do what we do in a very safe and wonderful manner. I've had 50, 60 people go through the program, and um, it's been uh, incredible to watch the growth and change and things that have come out of it. So if you're interested in that, I always do the first class free. You can get more information by emailing me at info at walk the no. Info at WorkforceEvolution.com, uh, or you can join our Facebook page at Workforce Evolution. I'm always posting stuff on the Facebook page on the latest and greatest. In fact, I just posted today um, this interesting article about negativity in the workforce, and specifically that having negative people around the office has now been shown to reduce productivity. And yeah, kind of duh. But um, when there's scientific evidence, all of a sudden people start paying attention. And so, you know, I can go to somebody and say, it's not anecdotal, it's costing you business, and this is how much it's costing you. And we often say, well, how do we get rid of negativity in the business? Well, we got to fire the people that are negative. But that's actually not what you want to do because those people that are negative are your barometers. They're they're the canaries in the coal mine. And uh, I had a really uh, a sociologist, anthropologist tell me that in the absence of creating positive drama, we go negative. It just happens that way. And I think that's a really good parallel with what we're seeing in our uh, media is the absence of good, happy things that we can all band around. We go negative. Um, so to round Robin right back to the show, this is all about being positive and what you can do. You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim on KKNW AM 1150. Come back. We're going to be talking with Denise Paulette about Zelda and her experience at the Fringe Festival.
I'm Jerry Pearson, and with my wife, Michelle, we're local residents just like you who have a passion to help those who have been harmed or wronged in our communities. If you have a personal injury from a car crash or a property hazard, an industrial injury, a defective product, or nursing home neglect issue, the Pearson Law Firm can help you anywhere, anytime. Contact us today for a free case evaluation at 1-800-423-8473. That number again is 1-800-423-8473. Or check us out at walkthetalkwithkim.com. Mount Sai Gymnastics Academy is now open in North Bend, offering gymnastics classes and summer camps to get your little ones and big ones moving this spring and summer. From recreation classes to competitive team, they have the gymnastics scene covered in the valley. Visit them online at www.mountsidegymnasticsacademy.com or call 425-292-3152. Get your kids flipping and twisting into summer. Hello, I'm Eric Krima, Operations Manager for Alternative Talk 1150. We value your opinion and invite you to 1150kknw.com. That's 1150kknw.com to fill out the 2012 KKNW Listener Survey. Your responses help us shape KKNW to your listening needs. Just by filling out the survey, you'll be entered to win a trip for two to beautiful Victoria, B.C. Complete contest details and your opportunity to help shape this station can be found at 1150kknw.com. Do you wish you could train your brain to be more creative? ThinkShop can help. For 16 years, ThinkShop has trained individuals at Fortune 500 companies, small businesses, and nonprofits. Learn our proven process to think creatively and make great ideas happen. Our trainings are offered in person and online. Learn more at thinkshop.com. You're listening to Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. I'm back, and I think I'm rubbing off on Eric. (laughs) (laughs) Just had a little glitch with the computer there. Sorry about that. If you didn't tell anybody, they probably would just think there's something wrong with their radio, maybe. Or their computer. I, I don't want anybody to think anything's wrong with their radio. Or their, <laughs> no. I'll, I'll take the play. That was my oh, fault. The, you know a what? little glitch thing. How happened. many years have we been working together now? Almost two, a little mm. over two. I yep. think that's the first time that's ever happened. It, you are I a hope true so. ultimate professional. I try. You're amazing. Oh, we well, love thank you. you. We love Eric. I got to go on the the best of thing now to vote for Kim. Yes, thank you. <laughs> anybody else need flatteries? Or anybody right. else out there that needs Flattery will get you everywhere. Whoever you are out there, you're wonderful, and I love you. Please vote. Um, you're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. Welcome back, everybody. We I'm really excited about my guest today. Um, she was on the air, gosh, four months ago, maybe at least, at yeah. least. and um, we got a reading. It was awesome, and and at that point in time. Uh, she was raising money to live a dream, to pursue a dream. And the dream was to uh, go to Scotland to the Fringe Festival. And we're going to learn what that is in a moment for those of us that are not um, hip on Fringe. And <laughs> uh, and perform her one-woman play that she's been performing for the last three years or so. And she did it. I and did. she came back. And we rode in the car together here today. And right. it was 
dying to hear. <laughs> so we're all folks, you're listening to this the first time. I didn't ask her any questions. Yeah. This is all spur of them. I was pretty good. You huh? were excellent. I yes, tried. I commend you. Thank you yeah. very much. Yeah. It's hard because I want to hear it all. But welcome <laughs> to Denise Paulette. Hi, Thank Denise. Thank you. Hello there. How yeah. are you? Oh, I'm, you know, that's How such a loaded you? question. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm fantastic. It was a brilliant experience. It was over the moon. Um, every expectation I had was met to some degree. Yay. So it was brilliant. And it's also interesting to be back. Interesting to be back. <laughs> not good to be back. Not gr- I'm glad to be home. Interesting. Mm, interesting. Yeah. 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 How long have you been back? Just a week. Okay. Last Tuesday. Very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the last time that we talked, you were raising funds, and I heard right. that you had some incredible people come out for you and, and yep. really make sure that you can go. And so you went, yep. and you're boarding the airplane for Scotland. What are you thinking? <laughs> you know, it was, it was a combination of, oh, my God, I'm going, and right on, I really did this. Yay. This is really happening. And I think there was actually a lot of peace because the process had been so wonderfully orchestrated out of my hands um just it was there was such a connection for me to the passion that I felt and the goal at hand that the universe just really responded and things fell into place beautifully wonderful yeah so while you were gone you were emailing or you were sending out updates and I love the story that you told so you go there it's not like you're taking your set with you no and and Zelda (laughs) is not set laden but there are some very specific things that you need there are can you tell us about that experience yeah it was it was pretty amazing because I in my naivete assumed the theater would have all kinds of props that I could just pull stuff out of I just needed a desk and three chairs basically well the theater I was in performing in wasn't a theater it was a parish so they had converted the downstairs to theater space so they didn't have props around So I had written to a friend of a friend that was going to be over there, another little bit of synchronicity, and they started to look around for me, and they said, well, we think we have everything. What they did was they went to their green room, and (laughs) they had a carpet and three chairs, but they had no desk. Oh, no. So off we went. My uh, The woman I was staying with had told me, well, you walk down this road, and there's all these charity shops, what they call secondhand. So I did that. I took off one day, and walked for several miles in the humidity with way too much uh, flyers and, you know, my little backpack was overflowing and I was cranky and tired and I didn't understand because there were no charity shops. Well, I was on the wrong street. Oh, no. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, Me not reading the map. Anyway, so I get back and I told her about my frustration and I emailed these people that were helping me out and the actor that had his own show, he was actually performing in two shows, he did over 18 shows at the Fringe was more than willing to take me on his little red Vespa through downtown Edinburgh to check out the charity shops. And uh, I was like, yay, let's do it. Um, That's so European. It's so European. How and I, fun. Yes. I hadn't been on a motorcycle in probably 20 years. And this wasn't a motorcycle. It was a scooter. <laughs> <laughs> did they make and you wear a helmet? He did. He made me wear a helmet. Good and we him. were traveling in traffic. And, of course, they're coming up the left side of the road. Oh. Right? Because... We left, you know, left, right, that whole <laughs> English thing. Um, so I was just grateful that I was in the back because I could close my eyes and turn my head. <laughs> and, uh, oh, my goodness. But the most brilliant thing was that a lot of the shops were closed. We had to go early because Michael had his show in the afternoon. But the first shop we went into that was open, I walked in the door and there was the desk. 
The and desk. The desk. And that was the brilliance of the synchronicity that just kept happening. It was, you know, I carried it overseas with me and it was only 20 pounds, which is about $30. So we had to finagle picking it up and it was a long process to do that. Um, but the, another little caveat of the story was I didn't know what to do with the desk afterwards. And the woman I was staying with came to see the show and I said, you know, there's also this little side table that I found. She goes, oh, that's great. I'll probably use the side table. So I said, you know, check it out when you come to see the show. So afterwards we were chatting. She says, you know, I didn't really like the side table. I said, oh, then no problem. She goes, but I love the desk. There you go. Yep. So measured the desk. Uh, she measured her space and it fits like a glove. So Amazing. Yes. The desk is resting in the litho happily. <laughs> <laughs> Did you kind of not, you want to bring it home like a little puppy you find in Mexico? <laughs> Just, not so much. No. Oh. I was just thinking, did you suddenly scratch your name in yeah, it or something? Exactly. You know, I was so grateful to know that she was going to be able to use it because she was a fantastic oh, woman. So it was, yeah, it was oh, just a very lovely, cool. lovely occurrence. Yeah. So how, how many days were you there before your show actually went on? Uh, Ten days. Wow. Yeah. So it was a long process. And, the you know, finding that desk, getting all the props, that was a week and a half process. And figuring out the lay of the land and handing out flyers and um, trying to get people to help me with the flyers, which didn't come through. But I like to tell everybody, if you could imagine Bumbershoot all over downtown Seattle for three weeks solid, that was the volume of people on the streets of Edinburgh. Oh, my gosh. It was amazing. Huge. Yeah, yeah. So many flyers did you wind up panning out? You know, I... I couldn't tell you. I didn't do very well because it was so intense. I had a thousand, but they didn't all get handed out. So it was like hand out one, run across the street, hand out another one, you know, go to a show, hand out one, go do an email. I mean, there was just constant amounts of things to do. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I see. I just get this image of you just kind of floating over there and standing on a street corner and hand yeah, it didn't, didn't work so like that. Huh? <laughs> Did you expect that? I didn't know what to expect. I thought it would be simpler in that regard as far as getting the flyers out. But there's so there's so many people and there's so many people handing out their flyers. And then there's the people trying to get to the shows. And then there's the street performers. And then there's the people that actually live there. They're trying to get to their jobs. And, you know, <laughs> those I mean, four just, people. Yeah. Those four people. <laughs> it gets oh, really man. complicated really fast. But they do a brilliant job in the city. I mean, oh, wow. Yeah, it was amazing. So did you get to go see a lot of shows? I did. I saw about 10 shows. I was wow. adding that up. The space I was at, once we paid a fee of $5, we could see any of the shows for free. Oh. So yeah, I saw five shows there. And then I went to a couple other one person shows. One of them happening to be the other half uh, of a blog that was written about me. The other half was written about this woman and her one woman show ah. um, about Camille Claudel. So um, I went and saw her show, and that was phenomenal. She's yeah. a French woman, and she just did an incredible job. So Was it the French Zelda? Yeah. <laughs> Oddly enough, they she was a sculptress. She was Rodin's mistress, I believe it was uh -huh. Rodin. But she was a sculptress as well, and there was a lot of jealousy going on, so they put her into an insane asylum, and she was not crazy. So it's very similar. Yeah. So Although, there definitely was this idea of the female artist not being recognized at that period of time. Yeah. Yeah. So, That's kind of woo-woo. It was very woo-woo because yeah. I ran into her producer on the street while I was handing out the flyers. Interesting. Yeah. And I said, oh, my God, we have the same blog. You know? <laughs> uh -huh. 
So I got to meet them. That was really cool. And then I saw an actor from New York that was doing The Life of Webb Dubois, mm-hmm. who was uh, one of the first activists for um, freedom in this country, and he actually helped establish the NAACP. Mm. So that was another brilliant show that took place in uh, a room of a hotel. That's one of the theater spaces. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. If you they can, just shove you, know, you anywhere, anywhere right? you. Yeah, it's just incredible. So do you have, did you have to line up your place or did they assign you? You Well, they all work differently. There's definitely a hierarchy, but the place I was in was first come, first serve. So they okay. take any show that's willing. And uh, after not succeeding the previous year, so I got in touch with them pretty early. So yeah. I had my choice of what space and the time and all that good stuff. Oh, fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lovely space. And so you you do all this work and it's... <laughs> Time now to you know don the yeah, the makeup and, right. and to get into character. What was that like? Did, was it different or was yes. it the same? It, it was, was actually quite different because the way the fringe works, um, fringe festivals, the shows tend to be an hour long. Mine's an hour ten, and that was about average. But they just do them back to back to back. So the show ahead of me finished at eight twenty. I went up at eight thirty. So at 8.20, once they had their curtain call, I ran out, threw down my carpet, my set pieces. The uh, technician brought in the extra seating that I had arranged for, and that took about eight minutes, and then I had two minutes to stand off stage and get ready to listen for my cues. So it was really uh, uh, quite an exercise in preparing backstage, which I, I do, but I really get my juices going when I'm on the stage and I'm creating all those different Uh, things that I need to create, my little tricks of the trade. So Mm -hmm. um, it was quite different, and it actually worked well because I had to stay even more moment-to-moment than what I was used to. So Now, were there people getting up and leaving at this time, too? So there was a lot of movement out in the audience as well, I'm sure. You mean in between shows? Yeah, people coming in and out. Yes, and they basically, all the venues that I went to, what they would do, you know, normally for theater, you go in and you sit down and you read the program. Right. No, they just have a big long queue, a big long line outside the theater, and then they call you in when it's time because there's only a 10-minute turnaround. So wow, it's go, go, go all day long. Yeah. And so um, people purchase tickets then for your mm-hmm. show? Yep. You and could, so they have to yeah. do that ahead of time or they do that at the same you time? You could walk up. Um, most of the shows, I can't say that there was any. I went to a show that was sold out, but I could still get tickets day of because I went early enough. And most of the shows are like that. So you can either do it at the venue or they have a fringe central box office or you can go online. You know, there's various ways. I mean, it's 2,500 shows and 40,000 performers. I was going to say, twenty. Yeah. how many shows? 2,500. And that's In not just weeks. theater. That's right. everything. That's, yeah. That's so cabaret this, and comedy and, yeah. All that kind of fun stuff. Mm-hmm. And 40,000 performers. Yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of people coming in. <laughs> to Remote, check it yeah. out, but I'm sure a lot of those 40,000 performers stayed in. Exactly, yeah. We were consumers. checking out everybody else's show. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Well, you're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the Fringe Festival and also a refresher on Zelda and who Zelda was. I know she's very, probably even more entwined yes. in your life yes. now. You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. Clear, 
toxic relationship? Are you frustrated with a lack of motivation? Workforce Evolution offers classes that explain why people behave the way they do and how to change patterns that wreak havoc on business and relationships in order to accelerate innovation and creativity. Go to WorkforceEvolution.com to find out how you can join a free class. That's WorkforceEvolution.com or call 425-888-9790. Hi, this is Jerry Pearson, and along with my wife, Michelle Pearson, we're at the Pearson Law Firm, where we're called lawyers. But the truth is, we're really fathers and mothers and a family, a family of people who are members of a community where we are committed to preventing harm and protecting others, to enforcing rules that enhance our lives and take care of our families. That's what we do. That's who we are. At the Pearson Law Firm, you can call for a free case evaluation by calling one 800 423 8473. We work with colleagues. We collaborate. We're committed to expertise and resources and making them available to members of our community. Call us at 1-800-423-8473 or check us out at walkthetalkwithkim.com. Hello, this is Kim Mariano of Walk the Talk with Kim. The reality is staggering. South Africa has one of the highest incidences of HIV AIDS in the world. This fact results in millions of orphans left in the care of other family members, friends, or fending for themselves in child-headed households. Focus on Atemba offers orphans and vulnerable children a new direction in life through loving foster care homes with committed parents and a real opportunity for a good education. Please consider sponsoring a child to receive the needed stability to change their world. Go to atembakids.org. Or follow the links from walkthetalkwithkim.com. Remember the pink tow truck? It was a Seattle icon. But did you know the mastermind behind the marketing was also one of Seattle's successful entrepreneurs? Learn life lessons from Ed Lincoln by reading his new autobiography, Life Through the Rearview Mirror. Available at area bookstores and online. Go to walkthetalkwithkim.com and click on the link. Want to hear something different from talk radio? The choice is clear. Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim, and I'm here. I'm Kim Mariano. I'm here. I, hey everybody! I am here. Um, we've got Lindsay with us. Quite she's a here. I'm here. Yes, I'm telling you. So I'm wearing my. We're yellow, all here. I, we're all here. It's a beautiful day. I'm wearing my yellow shirt today, which um, nobody can see because it's radio. But you guys can. Those that are here can. Um, I got out of my car today at the golf tournament because I was having a, a lunch meeting, and this golfer kind of looked at me and he took a step back and he goes, "You have arrived." 
And that's just kind of been how it's been all day today. I'm like, yes, I have. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a Who bright, knew I'm Mr. Blackwell show. was such a golfer? <laughs> I'm telling you, you are what you wear, man. If you feel bright and you're wearing bright, you're, you're bright. Much like the sunshine in the Proclaimer song. Sunshine and Leaf, which we just played as we came in. Is that what that was? The Proclaimers. That was the Proclaimers. Oh you know, gosh. they're from Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Yes. There Very you go. Nice. Which is what we're kind of talking about today yeah. on the show. Yeah. I, I knew there was a way you'd well leave done. that in. And well Leaf done. in the song and in Edinburgh is a, a part of Edinburgh. It's the port. Yeah. Oh, so. very nice. Mm. There you go. Lovely. Now that we've all geeked out on that. <laughs> you guys I'm just saying, isn't it nice when things come together? <laughs> yes. Isn't that kind of been the whole, you know, as we're talking about your yeah. theme? Yeah, yeah, the whole thing. Uh, we went to the Piala Fair. Did you do the fair? Do you I do have. The fair? It's a lot of how, fun. How about you, Lindsay? Do you do the fair? I haven't done it in a long time. Okay. So how about you, Eric? Do you do the fair? On occasion. What is wrong with you people? <laughs> the Puyallup Fair, that's like the farmers are done and, and everybody's getting together and we're showing off our fruits and vegetables and our animals and our everybody has stuff to sell and there's food to eat and <laughs> rides and it's just so exciting. So we were talking um, during the break about how goofy I can be and I wonder how that's rubbing off on my children. I'm sure the people on the radio have no idea what, that I'm goofy, but... Um, no clue at all. No clue at all. So one of the big deals now is we go on the rides at the fair. And when I was a kid, here's my sob story, okay, everybody. I was an only child. Mm. We didn't do the rides at the fair. <laughs> because you were an only child? Yeah. Well, you know, when you're an only... Did you have brothers and sisters? I did. Yeah. Okay. So let me tell you, on all the only children out there are going to go, yes, this is so true. When you're an only child, you live in an adult world. Uh -huh. So you do what the adults want to do. And the adults don't want to stand around while I stand in line by myself and twiddle my thumbs to, you know, get on a ride. That's just absolutely no fun for them. So none of us have fun. So, no, we didn't do the rides at the fair. And you didn't bring friends along to go with you. I didn't bring friends along. That's uh -huh. a whole oh, We should story, have had, but... a, like, a parental exchange program because I <laughs> am the oldest in my family. And, and so there was plenty of time that I was an only child. And I didn't want to go on any rides, but they wanted me to go on rides, you know, because— It'll be fun. But forced fun? Yeah, forced fun. So we should have just somehow <laughs> telepathically figured out a yeah. way to trade childhoods. <laughs> and that way, you could have gone on the ride. I could have gone and, on my ride. And yeah, no, I it wouldn't have had It doesn't work to. now. Now I get sick when I go on the rides. My daughter, I went on the ride on the zipper. Now, I have not been Ooh. on the zipper since I was... 10 yeah. and I went on the zipper and my daughter says I'm never going on that with you again because you scream like a girl I'm like I am a girl <laughs> yeah. she's like everybody heard you you were screaming so loud so um, yeah that one was I That's wanted part that of the one fun, to be done though, isn't it? you know when I was younger it was not that big a deal but now that I'm older it's anxiety producing mm -hmm. it's really anxiety producing I just mean the me. screaming is part of the, the fun isn't it? That's of, cathartic. Of being on the, the yeah. rides. <laughs> well sure okay it's the whole yes. point. <laughs> you know I went to Disneyland and I was fine, but there's something about the zipper at the Piala Fair that just... Well, so anyway, so my son Vincent, who you've heard on the radio, and he is a big goof. We love Vincent. He's just... I just adore that kid. And um, lots of people adore Vincent. He has such a wonderful, upbeat, smiley personality. He got to the fair and he raced there to go see if he was tall enough. 
Because up until this point, he wasn't tall enough to ride the big rides. And he was tall enough to go on the roller coaster. He's telling everybody in line that we're going. He had himself whipped up in such a frenzy as we're waiting in line to get on the roller coaster (laughs) that by the time our little car pulled up for us to get in, he ran at the carny and gave him this big, giant hug. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I get to ride the roller coaster. Thank you for putting us on. And this guy looked at him like, oh, my gosh. He's never probably had never been hugged a day in his life. And Vince had showed the love. And I kind of go, I didn't know whether to be embarrassed or just to kind of be happy that my kid's just such a little lover. Just a but normal, everyday occurrence. It's so much fun. So if you haven't done the Puyallup, get out there and do it. For us, it's a family tradition. Every year we go up to the Puyallup. My husband and I have done this for the last 13 years. My kids have always gone. And um, it's a lot of fun. Yep. Love the Puyallup. Love the fair. Go out and ride the rides. It's very expensive, do but have Puyallup. a great time. Do the Puyallup. <laughs> yes. Go pet the horses and wash your hands. Go do the- <laughs> <laughs> Please wash your hands. Do the Puyallup. So is the Fringe Festival, is there any rides at the Fringe Festival? <laughs> uh, it, no. Oh, shucks. But, but all kinds of other entertainment. Absolutely. There's a lot of street performance that goes on that's pretty wild. And that changes every day. So there's always something new to see outside. And there's concerts and just people doing stuff all day long. It's very intense. It goes from, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning till late into the evening. So, oh, man, yeah, I can imagine. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I bet they're happy when everybody leaves and they can have their town back. <laughs> I think so. I can imagine all the crazy people. So right. are there a lot of, I mean, on the ratio of how many professionals versus hacks that thought the day before, hey, let's drink a pint and go street <laughs> go perform. There, I mean, yeah. I'm sure people do that, right? You know, yes and no, but uh, I there was only one guy that was doing whistles on the street that I noticed that seemed a bit odd. Um, he was just standing there hoping people would watch him, but it was um, kind of ear piercing. He had all different kinds of whistles that he was doing. And he was the only one that seemed to me that probably slipped under the radar and just went ahead and set up his own little deal. Uh-huh. Everybody else, you know, they're, they're, a lot of them are seasoned musicians. There was a blues mm. man, looked like he was from the States just because he had such incredible music, you know, that grassroots down home south blues music that he was playing. Um, And then there was a lot, there was a tightrope walker that was doing his stuff. And there was people dressed completely in gold, like their costumes were gold lame and their face was painted gold and they would stand like statues, Uh you know, just those brilliant kind of things like that. So I think that takes a little more uh, talent. Yes. So you have to really think about that. You have to think. You have to be prepared. So you have to yeah. register. You can't just you show do. up. You do. You have to register. There's so there a is order. There is order. Fringe Central is very specific about what you can and can't do. You can't put your flyers anywhere. You can't put your posters anywhere. They don't want to plaster all over the city. They get really upset with that. So um, it's a, it was incredibly organized for such a huge undertaking. How do you get people to take your flyers? Um, you just have to deal with a lot of rejection. And you just keep holding it out. It's kind of like a huckster in the old days, you know, the flim flam Mm. mans and all those people that had something to sell. And you just keep holding up the flyer and eventually someone will take it from you about every 20th person. But, you know, they're getting flyers from everyone. So they're a little bit used to it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's how would you know what to watch? How would you know what to go to? I guess you kind of have to go into this knowing who you wanted to see or what kinds of things you wanted to see. Word of mouth is a huge Huge piece of the puzzle. A lot of people, everybody talks to each other. And, of course, people, it depends on their schedule. You know, if you only come up for the weekend, if you're down, if you're in England and you took the four-hour train ride and you've got three days to see shows, you know, you're going to look at that 
as kind of a guide for you to see what's available. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that go into it, but it's uh, it's really hard to figure it all out. Actually, comedy is the huge amount that the greatest amount of performances were comedic. Really? Yeah. And apparently a lot of comedians get their start by doing the Edinburgh Festival. Interesting. So, yeah. Did you go to yeah. any of the comedy shows? Uh, you know, I didn't. I was just so drawn. I saw a cabaret singer called Lady Carol Must Die, and she was a brilliant uh, ukulele musician from Ireland, 24 <laughs> years old, you know, told her story wow. about her father with pictures and the ukulele. And um, she was amazing. So that to me was a little more interesting than the comedy. What else did you see? <laughs> um, the two one person shows. And then I saw a modern telling of Macbeth um, falling from the top. And I saw a dance piece on uh, female slavery. And I saw another piece about a, a young mother that had left her daughter in the car and been put on trial for it. And this was apparently in the English papers. And so it was an all-female show about that mm-hmm. event. And uh, it was just a great mix of just a little bit of everything. It was really wow. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like it. And it's not just the performers. It's probably also the people that are writing and producing these oh, pieces absolutely. of work as well. Yes. Being it's able a to great show it place. Off. Absolutely. Is it like the film festivals or any of that where they're trying to sell you know, you're trying to sell your production to anybody or is this just a, a performance opportunity? You know, I had heard that a lot of, uh, I had met a woman that was Australian and she said there are Australian scouts that will see a lot of the shows to book the shows. And so I think that is a piece of it. Uh, how one connects, that was what something I was hoping to find, but wasn't able to really make those connections happen, which was right. okay because there was so much going on. Mm. You know, it was like first time in the ring. So, so. you might be going to... Australia, maybe you get a phone yeah, call. The blues well. saying Zelda needs to come down under. <laughs> yeah, that'd be grand. Actually, I just want I want to go back to the Fringe next year and okay. have someone there to do my promotions. I actually found someone after the Fringe had closed that said she'd be more than happy to manage the promotion side for me. So that was so. going to be my next question for you: Is are you going to go back? I really want to go back because I had a great review. I got four out of five stars. The sc- awesome, yeah, yay, yeah, yeah, it was amazing. The Scotsman, which is the national paper, chose it for Friday night. The top five shows to see. Wow. So that was in the paper. Um, I had two articles written about it, and that was with no promotion on my part except for press releases. So uh, this woman volunteered. She said, if you come back next year, tell me. I'd be happy to manage the promotion side of the show. Amazing. So it's exciting. It's wow. Like, yeah. And I now have a desk. Yes. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I have a desk. You have a whole stage set up there. I do. And yeah. would you go to the same place or you think you're going to find someplace different? I actually want to look around and find out if I can get in one of the spaces that's more in the mainstream and, and understand mm-hmm. the whole hierarchy of, of who gets put in those spots and how you do it. Well, hopefully those stars yeah. will buy you a better spot. Exactly. Yeah. That's the hope. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we are going to talk about Zelda. Yes. I promise. <laughs> you're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim on KKNW. Hi, I'm Jerry Pearson, and since 1977, we at the Pearson Law Firm have guided individuals and their families through the legal process to seek justice and restitution in insurance disputes and personal injury claims. At the Pearson Law Firm, we work hard to secure justice in civil matters with a network of resources, a wealth of experience, and a compassionate attitude. That's the Pearson Promise. 
contact us at 1-800-423-8473. That's 1-800-423-8473 for a free case evaluation. Or check us out at walkthetalkwithkim.com. Are you stuck? Are you plagued by a toxic relationship? Are you frustrated with a lack of motivation? Workforce Evolution offers classes that explain why people behave the way they do and how to change patterns that wreak havoc on business and relationships in order to accelerate innovation and creativity. Go to WorkforceEvolution.com to find out how you can join a free class. That's WorkforceEvolution.com or call 425-888-9790. Does your organization crave new ideas? ThinkShop can help. For 16 years, ThinkShop has inspired creative thinking at Fortune 500 companies, small businesses, and nonprofits. We help you imagine new offerings, strategies, or ways of doing business. Our proven processes and engaging workshops deliver powerful results. Learn more at thinkshop.com. Tell your friends the place to be is Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. to walk the talk with Kim. I'm Kim. We're back. We got just a few more minutes left, but I would be remiss. So if folks didn't hear the show before with you, who's Zelda? <laughs> right. You did this show yeah. called Zelda. Zelda. Yeah. Is that Zelda? one of those little game show video things? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's Nintendo, yeah. right? The Legend, right. Zelda. Legend, Legend of Zelda. Zelda. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's no. not that Zelda. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> this was a live living human being, That's Zelda right. Fitzgerald, Mrs. F. Scott Fitzgerald, wife of, and she was a writer, a dancer, and a painter, and she also spent 17 years in and out of sanitariums, originally diagnosed as schizophrenic and then later in life it was changed to bipolar so she really uh, spent her life coming out of under the shadow of F. Scott which is a huge undertaking because she lived in the early 1900s um, and also trying to get back through to wellness to so she could be with her family be with F. Scott and she used her painting and her writing to do that so she was just a brilliant artist she's also considered one of the first feminists because mm-hmm. from a just from the moment she was born, she was a little spitfire from the South, bell of the ball, but she did things her own way. Just to kind of paint the picture. So this would have been back during the roaring 20s when exactly. you think of the image of the flapper. That was she her. She was the original flapper. She was the original flapper. Yeah. And um, F. Scott uh, wrote The Great Gadsby. Right. And he was good friends with um, Hemingway. Thank you. Yes, that drove her crazy. He was yes. a bit of an arrogant Hemingway was Hemingway, Person. right? Yes. yes. <laughs> it was just the big H. Yes. The big Hemingway. Yes. But that kind of always put it into perspective for me when you think of the Roaring Twenties and mm-hmm. the drinking and the flappers and the knees and the exactly. pearls the jazz and all that age. stuff. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. The jazz yes. age and, yes. and into prohibition and stuff. That right. was her when that she was, was young and in, mm-hmm. in her 20s. But then it started to unravel for her. Right. Because she didn't want to keep being the original flapper. But Scott did want her to stay that way. And she said, you know, I've had enough of the drinking and the partying. I want to live my life. And a lot of his, he was an alcoholic. So he had a difficult struggle himself because AA was not something that was in the mainstream at that time. There really wasn't treatment when you had the disease. And who wanted to be treated? I mean, none of his friends, that was the lifestyle. Right. Right. That was who he was. Yeah. Yeah. And he was a brilliant artist in his own right. There's no doubt. I mean, he's one of the best known writers of the 20th century. Um, 
this side of paradise before the great Gatsby was known because he told the story of the college days, which no one was doing honestly as he did. So they were both really brilliant people that had struggled with a lot. Mm -hmm. And then she had her mental illness. Yeah. So she melted down the first time when she was 30, but that's also when she wrote her first novel from the sanitarium. Mm. So that's how incredibly strong she was. And she never gave up. And she actually was earning money for the family while she was in the sanitarium. And then she'd get better and stay with her mom for a little while. And then things would get a little dark for her and she'd go back in. So it was a constant in and out for her. So the love of her life was Scott and she wanted something more and she lost it all. Yeah, exactly. How sad. Yeah. But it was a brilliant fight. You know, she was a strong woman. Well, she, and I think she finally wound up living her, you know, her painting and her and her writing and stuff. In the end, she exactly. she was she may not have never been able to produce that unless she went through right what she had to go through. Right, amazing. Yep. And so the the one woman show. Um, tell us a little bit about kind of how it's set up and right. and who wrote it and right. All it's that stuff. yeah. It's William Luce is the writer based on the writings of Mrs. F. Scott Fitzgerald. So about sixty to seventy percent of the show are her own words. So you get a real sense of her lyricism and how well she connected the word to the emotion. And it takes place theoretically the last day of her life, even though she doesn't know that. And then Luce uses her illness to get the actress back and forth to the different memories. So the schizophrenia is a perfect vehicle where sometimes I'm five, sometimes I'm 18. I And then play all the roles, the mom, the dad, Scott, myself. Uh, and so it's this Really beautiful roller coaster, very intense uh, telling of this woman's life, and just what an amazing, brilliant light she was, and and how difficult it was to keep the light shining. Now, are you going to do any more performances here? Now that we've talked to everybody about how wonderful this performance <laughs> is, and it is incredibly incredible. Thank you. It's incredibly incredible. Incredible, incredible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Incredibly yeah. incredible. Yeah, sounds yes. like a, a food uh, ad. Yeah, yes, something. <laughs> um, you know, I don't have anything scheduled here. I'm still hoping to get to Montgomery, Alabama, for the F. Scott Zelda Fitzgerald Museum for their fundraiser in March. Mm. And um, I mean, if there is is if people are saying do it, do it. I, I will. It's, do it, do it. Yeah. Because <laughs> it sounds like, I, I can't do, I remember, see, this is why we can't talk off right. air, because I right. can't remember if we talked yeah. about this. Are you going back? Yes. Okay. I want to go back. we talk about this on air on the break? We did. We did. On air. On air. I think. Or the I, break. I believe we did. Okay. I'm going to go with it. Well, I'd like to go back. So you got to start fundraising now. Yes, I'm going to start fundraising now because I have someone that can actually manage the production, the uh, publication side of it, the marketing side of the show. Gotcha. Which will bring in the audiences. So, um, yeah, it's definitely on the docket. Yeah, I know. And I loved Edinburgh. It's one of the most beautiful cities and just incredible people. Very friendly, very helpful. You generally can't understand a word they're saying, but it's okay because they don't mind repeating it. (laughs) Do they do it any slower or louder when you ask them to repeat it? No, they just just give you that simple, sweet smile like, oh, yeah, you're American, aren't you? (laughs) Yeah, 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 man. What? (laughs) So they're just they're just lovely people. And I. uh, I had. Do I have time for the taxi story? I was just going to say, you teased me with the taxi story. Yeah, I have no idea yeah. about the taxi okay, story. So I was getting ready to come home. I was in Edinburgh and I had to take the train to Glasgow because that's where I was flying out of. And the idea was to spend the night near the airport the night before and then fly home. Took the train to, Ed- to Glasgow and then I thought I was going to take a bus. I thought, no, I'm going to get on a taxi. I've got all this luggage. So I get into this taxi with this fella. He's probably 50 something with the shock white hair and uh, sturdy 
and uh, couldn't understand a word he was saying. So I thought, well, I got to make conversation. So I said, and, and where are you from? Are you from here? He goes, oh, yeah, Glasgow, born and bred. Huh? Huh? And, and you? And I said, well, you know, I was raised in Seattle, Washington, but I was born in California. His next words? Let me tell you a story about a man named John. Oh, gee, <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> oh, wow. oh, my goodness, you know the Beverly Hillbillies. Oh, man. <laughs> he was just amazing. He was so cute. He goes, you came here by yourself? I said, well, yeah. And he goes, you haven't met a Scott? I said, well, I tried. Gave it my best shot, but no. <laughs> <laughs> a Scotsman or a guy named Scott? Yeah, Scott. Either would have worked, but um, <laughs> he meant a Scotman, yes. <laughs> so tell me about the Scottish people. They're just incredibly loving. Uh, I was able to get to the Highlands after the show closed, and I went to Isla and was staying with a woman named Fiona with her two cats and her bed A woman and named Fiona in Scotland exactly. with two cats. Hello. That's perfect. Yes. My last day in Edinburgh, I saw Brave. Oh. <laughs> Hadn't planned to, but it was the movie that was on at the time I was in the movie theater. Oh. So that was brilliant. But uh, they're just gracious people. They're very kind very helpful, and they enjoy hearing our stories as much as we enjoy hearing theirs. And I think that says a lot about a culture. And they're used to tourism, and they welcome it, Mm. which isn't always true in all countries of the world. Right. You know, which country will not be named at this time. (laughs) We all know which country doesn't like us. Yes. (laughs) Well... Pick one. one. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. several. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but not they're just good. very sweet people. I just had a lovely, lovely time. So when you said you landed, it was interesting. Mm. Bittersweet, <laughs> huh? Yeah, and I think well, actually, I learned so much from the whole journey of Zelda. And for me, what I'm trying to understand is the passion that I felt for Zelda is what put me in that place of synchronicity. And how does one live? in passion on a daily basis. What does that look like? Mm -hmm. Because I think it's available to us. And for me, I forget that. And I think that I must be entrapped in the mundane. And I don't think that's what life is. Mm. I think life is the synchronicity and the passion of the journey I was just on. And so it's, it's my next step to live it daily. Because what I did was not extraordinary. It was just following the steps and trusting that it would come to fruition. You know, it's not like I discovered um, the cure for polio. All I did was follow my passion, which was acting. So for me, I'm just really focusing on, okay, what, what, how was I? What was my countenance? What were my thoughts? Because I need to replicate that. I need to have the same gratitude, the same drive, the same passion for all that I'm doing daily. Yes. Yes. That's exactly it. Um, You know, I think of the story of the desk that you were telling and how on the first day you had to suffer. Right. And then on the second day you found it. And if you would have found if you would have found it on the first day, look at what you have missed. Exactly. The Vespa. Exactly. And the and the Scott. Yes. Exactly. The Vespa and the Scott. There you go. That's a, that's a, that sounds like a writing to me. Right. Thank you so much for coming on today. Oh, I love your story. It's so inspiring. And I want to go with you someday. Yes. I want well, to come help you. Thank you, thank Lindsay, you. for coming on. Good luck with Team Challenge. Uh, don't you. forget to go to Walk the Talk with Kim and get information on Team Challenge. And we will be posting more information on Zelda when you're going to perform your fundraising, all that stuff, because I'm sure it's going to happen soon. Thank you to Pearson Law Firm, where you can expect expert representation and a kind, compassionate attitude. That's the Pearson Promise. 
Go out there, find out your synchronicity. All you have to do is open your eyes and be present. Trust me, it's there. It's there every day in every way. Look around, look at yourself, look at your community, look at what you have, be thankful for it, and go out there and have a beautiful day. It's a beautiful